Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind, from broken microphones. Today, it's pale pink lipstick, no denim jumpers. I am co-host of the show, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and I'm joined with the other host. We really need to decide how we're going to say that. Mm -hmm. Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. Happy Monday. Right? Happy Monday to you too, my friend. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Holy cow. So, um, yeah, I'm a little flustered because we just sat here for 45 minutes trying to exercise the demon out of my microphone. (laughs) It did not work. It did not work. And so I am recording on my son's um, weird little alien, can't see it, uh, gaming microphone here. So it's very weird. But um, uh, we're adapting and we're overcoming. That's right. Which is very necessary in the art of homemaking, quite frankly, especially uh, when we're considering today's topic, which is positioning ourselves for projects. This was a requested topic for season seven. Goodness knows, Shay and I do a lot of projects, and we've had plenty of tantrums during <laughs> said projects. <laughs> and so we're here to tell you how to do it with class. <laughs> Don't do it like we did it. Oh, my goodness gracious. So we want to invite you to head on over to patreon.com where you can show a little love. If you love the podcast, go ahead and show a little love and become a patron. We have two different levels. One level gives you video access. And if you are brand new to this Patreon concept, then you really need to head over there. Patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast because... We did you a solid last week, and we put up a full episode. So this season seven opener, the full episode is available. Even if you're not a patron, even if you're at the beginner level, you get to see what it's all about. So check that out. Tell us what you think. Lots of fun because Mm -hmm. then you can see, you know, the silly outfits we're referencing. You can see our lovely guests. You can see... Our jewelry, whatever, just makes it a little bit more intimate, like we're all hanging out together. Yes. Do that. And then. Okay. (laughs) I'm great. And then when you're done doing that, go and visit homemakerchicpodcast.com. On the homepage, if you scroll to the bottom, there's a little newsletter sign up. Put your email in there and we will email you once a week with all the show notes, all the information, all the links we talk about. Um, So it's just a super easy way for you to not have to think about it. It's all right there for you in your inbox just once a week. We, we won't send you any more um, because a couple of seasons ago, we told you to go and unsubscribe from things that no longer serve you in your inbox. To everything but us. <laughs> <laughs> I have been doing that just aggressively these last few days. Every time mm-hmm. I get an email that I just want to delete, I take just a little second longer and I hit the unsubscribe at the bottom because so much of it. Now it's like you just you order anything on the yeah. Internet. And you're automatically, I didn't ask to be added to these things. You know, you order one pair of underwear once. right? And now it's like, I've had seven years of emails. I can't take it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's really true. I, you know, I have a few newsletters that I love, Mm -hmm. but other things I'm like, I'm sorry. Did I ask for this? Yeah. No, I did not. Poshmark, love going on to Poshmark and buying clothes. They email like four times a day. Hmm. Wow. I can't, I can't take it. Maybe we should talk to them about that. Jeez. <laughs> That's a lot. Poshmark. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay. If you do need to sit down and go through your email, 
and just spend all night slogging through getting rid of everybody but us, you should have a lovely glass of wine with you <laughs> while you do so. <laughs> Love those segues. I'm so good at that. All right. All right. So you need to uh, bookmark this page, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. You've been around long enough. You know the drill. This is what Shay and I uh, stock our wine cabinets with. And so here is what I am drinking. Well, not right now. Though uh, it's Monday morning debacle. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we will be having for dinner. We had a, a glass last night, so you can see. So, patrons, this is, this is a pretty bottle. It's so with my cool. Pretty. Hello, I love these. The old yeah. doorknob stoppers. Yep. This is Chateau Donny. This is a Côte de Bourg um, from France, 2017. It's in Grand Vin de Bordeaux. So that means big red from Bordeaux. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite lovely. I have never received this one before in um, my order. So with Dry Farm, you can order once. You can have a subscription come every month, however you want. Three bottles, six bottles, 12 bottles, rosé, white, bubbly, reds. And this bottle is um, 80% Merlot, 20% Malbec. Mm. And the uh, the nose marks, they say on this, are uh, blackberry, roasting, and leather. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds so, like Stuart would like that one. Can you hold the label up so I can see yes, it a I little can. closer? Still, well, I can't get too close. So my camera will go out of focus. It's very beautiful. Sometimes mm-hmm. I like to keep these bottles, the pretty bottles, and I stuff beeswax candles in them. Yes. And yeah, I use them as a little makeshift or a flower base. Book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chateau Doni is um, it's one of the benchmarks for organic wines in the region, which I think is pretty cool. And it's just uh, six hectares of 35-year-old vines. Yeah. So that's what's so lovely. You know, when we we talk a lot about small farming on the show because Shay and I are each small farmers and we try to partner with companies that have a like-mindedness there. So when you um, order Dry Farm, you are partnering with small farmers. They're beautiful wines from boutique family-owned small vineyards, vineyards from around the world. So get yourself hooked up, pour a glass of mm-hmm. wine, Sort mm-hmm. you through your email, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. <laughs> it's a very chic way to fill your wine cabinet, I will yeah. say. It makes me feel like I'm adulting well when I have my wine cabinet, when I get my shipment every month of my mixed reds and whites and I stock it up and I'm yeah. like, I am prepared for company. Actually, just yesterday, my parents stopped by. Georgia had texted them from my phone and invited them over for oh. a glass of wine, which I did not know. Oh, well, it's wonderful. <laughs> So I'm out gardening and they pull up, which is great. I'm always happy to see them. Mm -hmm. So we just sat out in the garden and I grabbed out a chilled white uh, vino frizzante. And of course, and we drank it. My dad, he always jokes, you know, he drinks rainier beer. And I mean, he likes wine, but, Mm -hmm. you know, he just likes general wine. But he's like, this is really good. He kept saying, this is really good. I said, yeah, I know. I know it's really good. It's delicious. Anyway, yes, <laughs> dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, 100% happiness guarantee, my friends. If you don't like a Love bottle, that. call them. They'll send you a different one. Um, okay. <sighs> yeah, so this is a topic we have been asked about for seasons. If you're new to the podcast, there's a few things you should know. One <laughs> is that... We are always talking to ourselves and not in a selfish, arrogant way, but in a, we don't have it figured out. We always say there's no arriving. We're all Mm -hmm. works in progress. We're all continuing to learn. 
And this is no exception. And so when we were kicking around the idea for today's episode, Angela didn't know this, but Stuart and I actually sat for a couple hours yesterday before the kids got up with our coffee and just hammered out some project parameters and such. And so it was a real good prep for talking about the process of projects. So a lot of people are, I think, are drawn to, you know, you just mentioned we're small farms. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have small farms, we have gardens, we have chicken coops, we have dairy cows. uh, We're both renovating old houses. Now, this might be completely different than what your projects look like. Um, expanding the chicken coop or patching the pasture fence. Like this might not be the the types of projects that you're facing in your apartment. But the reality is if you're tending to a space, there's going to be projects. Yeah. You're going to have things that you want done, even if it's just a new coat of paint, maybe a new comforter and some pillows for your bedroom, you know, switching out an old sink and a you know, there's like, there's always things. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. And it's really a part of our culture. Like our culture is like the last 20 years, I think, has been super project oriented, you know, from Home Depot yeah. commercials, you know, the way they're marketed and the introduction of, you know, HGTV and what's the other one? TLC. I always had mm-hmm. some programs, you know. So I think it's really people watched them and then a lot of people, you know, over the last few decades have this fire lit, like, oh, I'm going to take on some things. But um, mm-hmm. but it can be rather overwhelming, <laughs> to be sure. And I think today's episode will be fun, too, for maybe people that um, have wanted to, but really didn't know, like, how to start or... Sure. You know. Do you think part of why people kind of had to take on this is because the price of having it done just got so astronomical? Like having a a lot of people are DIYing because not DIYing is not really an option. <laughs> Do you think like in the recent recent past or, or or like what I was saying like how this kind like, of became a cultural thing? A like cultural in the last 20 thing. Years? Oh yeah, a cultural thing. Like I think about my grandparents and my grandpa uh-huh. was a tinker. He was an inventor, right. but like he wasn't renovating basements. You know? No. Yeah. But now like my grandparents, you know, I think like in. Like my my parents and grandparents' generation, they um they didn't really do things until they got more established. Like I totally. I remember being a young child, and that's when my grandma got her big new living room. That's when she got a first floor laundry room, and this was like epic. Here's mm-hmm. this farmer's wife, and she's been going down to the cri- the basement full of crickets, yep. raising five kids for all these decades, and then in her late forties. She finally gets the laundry room in her kitchen. You know, I yeah. I think like that was the way things were done. You you waited, you paid cash, then you mm-hmm. hired, you did it right. Mm-hmm. And um Oh my gosh, we're talking about so many of those things today. Yeah, yeah. Today we just we kind of just dive in. Or we yes. have like we do have a little bit more, you know, don't get me started. I always I always go to the culture, right? But we do have a little bit of an entitlement thing too. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, that might be good as a starter home, but you know, yeah. we, we feel like we deserve those things a little bit earlier than past generations did. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about like the cars that we drove growing up. Like my parents oh, yeah. didn't have a nice car until like I was in freshman in college. <laughs> it was like the, yeah. the three hand minivan, you know, just right. 
Right. And that's what you had. That's just what you had. And I think this is get it. Okay. We won't go too far down this trail, but <laughs> there is a huge culture of that with young moms where it's like, you need to pull up in your, you know, 2020 $75,000 suburban to the play date, right? You mm-hmm. need to have arrived already. We don't have a lot of grace culturally for people growing in the process or, or people, frankly, who will never get there. Yeah. Financially. And we've talked on the show. I've been on the receiving end of that lack of grace. Oh, yeah. In the 20 year old rusted suburban and oh, yeah. other moms like obviously talking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think there's we kind of just and maybe that's credit. You know, we're going to talk about that a little bit on the show. Today. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just the access to, f- f- quote, free money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say that. People use <laughs> that word. They do not know what that I, word I know. means. I know. <laughs> You're using the word incorrectly. I okay. So what are. Okay. okay. So grandma, my grandma, okay. you know, the upstairs bathroom, whatever. What are some projects? Like, let's just kind of like remember some oh. projects that you and I have. Do we have to? But that hurts. we've done over the years. Oh my from, gosh. You know, the, well, rental, some, like rental house. I, I did all the things. We did garden beds at rental houses. Yeah. We painted every rental house that we lived in mm-hmm. because rental houses can be disgusting depending on what you're kind of renting from. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did all that kind of stuff at rentals before we ever bought our first house, which is the house that we're in now. And there's nothing we haven't touched in this house. We've pulled up carpet, we've pulled down mini blinds, we've redone all the trim in the entire house, remodeled kitchens, put in new windows, widened doorways, obviously the entire landscaping. We've built barns like. Like I'm tired <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. All the and while. You came in, like you babies. came in. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was a pregnant and or oh. nursing and or having babies this entire time. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you. Were, I came in what? Well, you know, we have everybody's um, different, too, in what they purchase. So oh, some yeah. people, they don't want to project or their projects are, like, really different. It's a new dishwasher. You know, they're mm-hmm. buying a home that's ready where you and I are, like, coming in, like, what's the grossest thing we can get and then start, you know, <laughs> at least have a place to sleep mm-hmm. while we create something. Well, frankly, that's what was in our budget. I mean, our our house was... Like, we can afford this now, and then we can tinker with it over the next five years and get it the way we want it. Yeah, right, for sure. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. That's what we could afford. Um, I see the same thing a lot culture, at least where I am at in Washington, is you get these families with young kids, young kids that are getting into expensive houses, very expensive houses mm-hmm. that are just like they're the house that like you were saying, our grandparents would have tried to move into in like their 60s. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is our this is our final our final step. Um, boob shot there. Boob shot. <laughs> See, yeah. Woo, keep it. Keep it. In See there. that? Um, <laughs> That's so a way to get patrons. <laughs> and just bras falling apart again. <laughs> a little inadvertent cleavage there. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our project rules. Well, these are okay. rules that have been hard earned over the years. And um, Stuart and I have I, not been divorced. 
<laughs> divorced. We've been divorced, mm-hmm. which is a uh, term that was coined by my friends Jason and Aileen, and it's when they just have a day, a little day to chill out. <laughs> then they come back to it. Um, so personally, speaking for our family, when we go at a project, um, our kind of number one rule is that we don't take on debt to do it. So yeah. there's no Target credit cards. There's no Lowe's credit cards, which I get very resentful that they ask me three times every time I'm there if I want one. Mm-hmm. No, I do not. Well, you'll save 5%. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want it. Don't mm-hmm. push it on me if I wanted one. I'll find you and get one. Thank you. Um, I'm always like, you know, 5%, that means like I have to sit down at my desk. I have to pay the bill. Yeah. Like that is not worth it. Well, and it's not worth it because the reality is we know human um, tendencies and human Mm -hmm. tendencies are not to pay off credit cards every month like you think that you will. Um, And human tendency is to use it to get what you want immediately when you want it because saving up is harder. It's way less fun. Way less instantaneous, but just for Stuart and I, we've done everything in our house with cash as we can. Mm -hmm. It draws it out. (laughs) Like it's, we're on year six and we're not done. So that's personal. I think you guys have done the same thing, right? We do the same, same thing. And I, you know, you do like, you think about what people think. They come over sure. and stuff still looking, you know, the joke about me having the trough around my living room because we just got baseboard finally after four years. Um, Nerf bullets and hairballs and everything falling down in this hole. But they don't, you know, they don't understand like, like, we're just going to do this as we can. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be uh, real fun to get a home equity loan and just knock it out in six months, the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, but not so much. But that's just not how we've chosen to do that. Right. So when you see the projects uh, that Angela and I are doing, maybe on social media or whatever it may be, YouTube, um, that's how we do it. We save up until Mm -hmm. we do it. And we'll talk a little bit more about about that. But uh, here's another rule that we have instituted. Mm -hmm. If we're going to do a project, (laughs) you know, it's coming. I know. If we're going to do a project, mom cannot turn into a monster. Um, and I have failed at this so many times, so many times. Um, but my family is always very, they're very gentle with me and sweet to remind me that like, A, you chose to do this (laughs) and B, if this is going to be your attitude, then guess what's more important? Mm Mm-hmm. It's not the project. It's not the project. (laughs) It's not the project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's just such an easy trap because as women, most of us thrive in order. Our surroundings sort of represent the calmness of our hearts or our just attitude for the day. You know, if my office is a mess, I feel a little off kilter. You know, if I walk through a room and everything's orderly and I've taken care of business, Sadly, I'm a a nicer person, you know, so it is, it's hard to look at a project and well, there's just a level of maturity of like, this is, this is the project. We know how things go. It's going to go longer Mm -hmm. than we thought it's going to cost more than 
than we thought. And mom has to be able to ride that out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's challenging and there's little maneuvers to get you through it. But um, mm-hmm. for me, I really have to compartmentalize. Like I'll put up curtains, I'll close doors. Like I will, I have to keep it sort of, if it's really gnarly out yeah. of my, like my greenhouse right now, we're, we're redoing that. And that is going to take uh, a long time because we're in the garden. So it's like we wait for a rainy day mm-hmm. and we get a couple steps forward. It's it's just going to take all season probably. Mm-hmm. And so I just keep the door shut. I don't look to that side of the room because it's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be willing to accept before you get into a project, a time of temporary imbalance mm-hmm. because it's not going to be balanced. You're not going to be able to keep all the plates spinning you're not going to keep all the balls in the air because anytime right. you put time and money and effort and energy to something, you're taking it away from something else. Right. We've talked about something that. Something always has to give. Something always has to give. You yeah. get a pie and that's all you get. You can give a yeah. bigger piece to here or a smaller piece to here. But once you've spent that 100%, that's it. There's no more coming. <laughs> yeah. My grandma still talks about when they ba- they did this huge rehab on the farmhouse. Um, and she still talks about all the months she did the dishes in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. was nowhere else to do them. And that was part of the price. And she's a meticulous gal. I'm sure that yeah. drove her pretty batty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a good question to ask before you get into a project is, is this time of temporary imbalance, A, is it a good time for it? Mm-hmm. If you, for example, if you are getting ready to start your homeschool year with your kids. I was just going to use that as a suggestion. Don't you know, like, renovate yeah. the living room. Like August 15th. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just know that it's going to cause an imbalance. And um, and sometimes things that are outside, you know, it's a little bit easier maybe to push them aside. But mm-hmm. I think just being Having the politeness, frankly, to everybody in your house to take a step back and say, is this okay with everyone right now? Mm -hmm. That is a great way to let go, A, of the idea that you're going to keep this perfect. You need to have realistic expectations. (laughs) And B, just keep peace within your house so that it doesn't grow into resentment. Yeah. we um, One of the projects that we've done here... A, bi- a million, but one of them is the middle room where our fireplace is, was vertical rough-hewn cedar uh, paneling, tongue and groove. Um, I know some people really like that. It was pretty nasty for me. It was just like uh, hairballs get stuck on it. I mean, it's just like like Velcro walls. That's basically what it was like. And so the second fall, like right around... Uh, November 1st, we started tearing it down and we did, um, it's not really shiplap, but we did horizontal. We just wanted to go horizontal. The room still needed wood. It would have been a real big, awkward space with drywall. So we went with wood, but we went horizontal. And I said to Joel, I'm like, I know this is going to butt right up against the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I know we're never going to get it painted. It's two stories. It's cathedral. We're never going to get it done. How about we look at this timeline and could I have from eight feet on down, finished for the holidays. Not painted, raw wood, 
but so that I can put up the tree and I can take photographs and we can have a party mm-hmm. and have it just feel like, okay, they're clearly working up there, but from eight feet <laughs> and below, we have some sanity. Yeah. You know, so that was our, an example of an agreement we came to. We were new, we knew we were coming into the holidays and then like, let's get it aesthetically pleasing and then finish the project after the new year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out communication's pretty important. <laughs> so what uh, comes first? Um, actually, before we talk about that, let's talk about setting priorities. Like, how do we even decide what projects to do? Right. Let's fast forward oh. just a little bit, okay? Because fine. Yeah. for me, personally, this is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like that little girl in the Charlie and Chocolate Factory, and she's like, I want it, and I want it now. <laughs> I want the works. I want the whole works. Yeah. Um, so we recently, we have this dream um, barn project that I can't fully expand on right now that I really want to do. So okay. when we were having our two hour hash out conversation yesterday, I we posed the question, like, what would benefit the family the most? And... Um, what would bless, you know, the people that live within this house the most before we, before we move out of the house, what project Mm -hmm. that needs to be taken care of would bless the people here the most. And, uh, that just asking that question really helped to set priorities because it's really easy for, especially people who are visionaries and inspired Mm -hmm. to want the pretty thing. Right. We want the pretty Mm -hmm. project. We want the stuff that's going to make us feel very good. (laughs) And that's not always the same thing as what is actually going to serve your home best. Right. Yeah. I think there's uh, aesthetically pleasing projects. And then there's um, for me, there's uh, house functioning projects. What as a homemaker Mm -hmm. is going to make this place function you know, here it's been storage. It's been a laundry issue. It's been a closets issue. The behind the scenes stuff needed to get yeah. brought up to an eight person family, you know, being able to tolerate an eight person family mm-hmm. grind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one way we've set, we've learned to set priorities is, um, Stuart and I use the Apple notes app all the time. Mm-hmm. The one that comes on your iPhone, cause you can mm-hmm. share notes back and forth. It's a really great way to keep a to-do list. And, um, so we made a list of all the priorities that we had, or that's the wrong way to put that. We made a list of all the things that we wanted to get done that that needed to be finished or projects that we wanted to take on. And then each of us rated them individually. Um, number one, here's the most important priority to, to me down to the last one. Does that make sense? Okay. And then we compared our lists. (laughs) And it was really helpful for me to see like, this is a priority. Something that I didn't think was a priority to Stu was a priority to Stu. Okay. And that's very helpful because unless you're, unless you are a single woman, I know we have a lot of singles who listen to Mm -hmm. us. That's great. You get to set your own priorities in a marriage. This is a team. This is Mm -hmm. a team effort. Okay. And even if you're not going to put your hand to it or your husband isn't going to put his hand to it. You still got to be on the same page. You got to be in agreement about it because projects are worthless <laughs> if they destroy the home 
that you're trying to cultivate with them. Yeah. A unique combination of a magazine publication and online support group, the Old World Design Society is a place for individuals who cherish the elements of a bygone era. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. The society is a place for people who live by the motto that new is not always better and have a collective love for lived in spaces, heirloom pieces that make a house a home. Are you craving inspiration? Velvet sofas, gilded frames, iron stone, hand sewn linens, vintage books, regal estates or charming cottages. Do these speak to you? As a part of the Old World Design Society, you'll have access to rich, inspiring creativity and education. And best of all, you'll meet friends who speak your language. Enjoy a quarterly publication, print or digital, online support group, design challenges, and more. Get your spring edition before it's gone, because the summer publication will be for sale June 20th. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Jovial Foods has been a longtime sponsor of Homemaker Chic, and we are so grateful for the good food that they add to our pantries. Visit jovialfoods.com. Jovial Foods is an amazing company that was founded by husband and wife team Carla and Rodolfo. After they discovered years ago that their daughter had a gluten sensitivity, they struck out to find grains that her body could easily digest and thrive off of eating, and that led them to einkorn. Einkorn is the oldest variety of wheat that we know about, and it's never been hybridized. It is rich in protein and has a weak gluten structure, which makes it really easy for our bodies to digest. Now Jovial Foods is the top supplier of einkorn flours in the world, and this has gone on to develop into einkorn pastas, Italian olive oils, einkorn snacks, and the top-rated gluten-free pasta line. This flour will change your baking world. So whether you're stocking your pantry with their beans, their oils, their cookies, crackers, pastas, or flours, visit jovialfoods.com to stock your whole food pantry with these amazing products. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20. Summer is here. We are line drying our linens or lounging in bed after a long day of gardening, and we are doing both of these things with our American Blossom Linens. Softer with each washing, these are our favorite sheets. As fans of vintage linens, these are the best sheets ever. In fact, we call them modern vintage and you need to be sleeping on them. With a process called combing, all the rough fibers are pulled out of these organic, Texas-grown cotton sheets. This creates the softest, most beautiful linens for your home. Invest once, because American Blossom Linens are woven to last a lifetime. That's right, invest just once and never again with American American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use our exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. You know? Well, when we were prepping for the show, you know, we make some notes and we've got down Proverbs 14, 1 in our notes. Mm. And this verse says, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her own hands. And as far as taking a scripture and applying it towards what we do in our home, this is just so, um, so good to remember. We've talked about it. You know, you hinted on it with expectations. And now what you just said about comparing priorities, that's so great mm -hmm. to know, like, where your spouse is coming from when they look at the palette of 
uh, the to-do list or the day or the month's schedule, the budget, mm-hmm. you know, are we coming from two different worlds? Probably, but, mm-hmm. you know, communicating the expectations. I just, that yeah. verse is so um, applicable and yeah. good to remember because uh, it can be a, projects are fabulous, but all the little nuances, there can be a lot of pitfalls. So many. In there. So many. And think about how that woman would be tearing it down with her hands. Well, she'd be she'd be tearing her home down with her hands through sin. Yeah. Grumbling. Um, grumbling. Mal- malcontentedness. Selfishness. Selfishness. Deceit. Yeah. Drama. Drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, lack of wisdom. Lack mm-hmm. of honoring her family, her husband. Lack of consideration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all really important things to take into. And obviously we haven't stopped. We Hello, haven't stopped Paul. doing projects. I'm not saying don't <laughs> right. do them. I am saying if I can give you advice, it would just be to don't think of this as a solo endeavor. Don't think about mm-hmm. this. Like I want this done. Therefore X, Y, Z. Um, so we were talking about this with our projects and doing our priority list. And I thought that Stu's priority would be to finish his shop his wood shop hmm. um, because it's a wreck. And his priority was actually to do our bathroom. Since we moved our bedroom to the downstairs, we have a big, completely unfinished, horrible wreck of a bedroom and a shell of a room that eventually will be a bathroom. Um, but that was his because he's hmm. like, we spent so much time down here. This is our little special place to mm-hmm. rest to be together and it would be great if it felt that way right and i thought mm-hmm. hello yes please. yes <laughs> as a matter of fact it would <laughs> i agree <laughs> um but unless you communicate those things you just you don't know what you're doing um so setting the priorities mm-hmm. hardest part when there's a lot to be done the hardest part is to just say i'm choosing one thing Everybody else, stop stop yipping at me. All these other projects that are like, what about me? What about me? What about uh-huh. me? I want your time. I want your money. I want your effort. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest part. Yeah. Okay. So once now, we- Go ahead. That's not to say that, I mean, I know you and I <laughs> usually have three or four going on at the same time. Yeah. And that's because there's an ebb and a flow to them. Like, like my example with the garden, having to wait for a rainy day or, mm-hmm. okay- this was able to be purchased or, or you know, how very difficult help is to get. Oh, my gosh. Plumbers actually called us back and they can come. So er, now we're over here right. for the next 10 days, you know. Right. Um, and I like to have projects that I need help with. Like I just painted the dining room, but I needed help Stu's, Stu's help with the trim. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like and to have things mom that, projects, mom projects. Yeah. Like things that you want to go play your guitar. The kids want to go swimming. Like, great. Go do that. I, I enjoy working in my home. Mm-hmm. I enjoy I'm going to putty all the holes, you know, I'm going to putty <laughs> gonna, all the holes. Exactly. Or right. I'm going to redo the furniture. I'm going to reupholster this chair, you know, whatever. I'm going to mm-hmm. redo the mantel place, whatever it may be. Small things that I can do by myself when it doesn't disrupt things. Just things that I can putz on myself. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a couple lists. There's a mom list, and then there's like an actual project list. So. Right. Yeah, like yeah, mm-hmm. three actually. You mom, husband helps, outside help, outside help. Yeah, outside help. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so foreign <laughs> to me. Outside help, but sure. Outside help. I'll, ch- I'll try to participate. Yes. I tell you, uh, when people do things for me, that's a love language. Outside help, I can't even, I don't know how to process it. Like, I I have to, like, be quiet. Like, I want to be, like, all gushy, like, oh, no, you don't understand. This is, like, so mm-hmm. great. Whether it's my brother-in-law or my mom's husband or we've hired someone, when someone does something for us, I I, I, I don't even have the words. I know. Even if I'm paying for it. I oh, you always pay for it. You're just like, but you're here. You're yeah. doing this for me. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's so lovely sometimes. And you know, we've done both. We've done all the all everything by ourselves until we moved to this house. Then we hired Stu's brother to come and help us do some like deep landscaping stuff that needed to be done, mm-hmm. pulling out trees and that kind of stuff. I mean, we've had a few things over the years: plumbers, electricians. Um, we had somebody help us in our kitchen. We actually just hired the company that we got our marble from. They're like, do you want us to install it? And I was like, yes. Yes, I do want you to install it. And of course, we had, to, we had to pay for it. But I sat in there. I made the guys coffee. They drove over from Seattle to do it. They were great uh-huh. guys. I sat in there and had coffee with them and just watched them work because it was so wonderful to see somebody competent mm-hmm. at their job. I mean, even just the way they carried it in. It was like, you know what you're doing. I, oh, yeah. Like, Don't we would have not done that. Track that. Right? <laughs> yeah. It was really wonderful. And so um, one of the things that we have learned is that sometimes, actually many times, frankly, it's worth it to slow down, slow down, mm-hmm. save the money, and have people come and help you. Because I can't tell you the amount of projects that we've done and we've made them work because that's what we decided what needed to be a priority or that's the budget we had. And now we're redoing them. Yeah. Because they're – well, for us, I find that there are things that we do and they're fine. You know, you and I have talked about this before. Like, they photograph adorable, right? But the wear and tear of eight people against the weakness of what you've done mm-hmm. is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of the phase we're just moving into right now. We're, like, coming back – we haven't done anything, but the intention is to come back around in the kitchen yeah. and do it right. Like, uh, I do this thing like in a new space where I, my immediate, my, like, it's like a uh, triage and I, I want to neutralize the ugly. Okay. So if that means there's hideous <laughs> wallpaper, then we're going to put a coat of oil. We're just going to paint over the wallpaper because that's never going to be, we're not going to take it down or whatever, you know, depending on how we're doing it, just clean whitewash or take something gross out. It doesn't have to be the complete design, but neutralize the ug- the ugly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta come back around. And we are feeling that in this house. We are feeling anything that we just did like really quick. Yeah. Right. The first year and a half, it's falling apart. The doorknob, you know, whatever it yep. is, the counter shifting, the doorknobs not staying on. Like, wow. And some of that you can prevent by proper planning <laughs> and proper budget. And some of it just shifts over time. Yeah. So uh, I think one of the outside projects that we have right now that's on that list is we built this beautiful chicken coop. It's beautiful. It's basically a tiny house. It's fabulous. Cedar shingles, old windows, crusty door, just fabulous. I put it 10 feet from my garden. (laughs) 
I don't know why I did this. I don't know why Mm. I made the chicken run right there. The fence is never right because the hills, the ground slopes. I mean, we've repaired this fence probably six times. They keep jumping over it. They keep getting into my garden because it's right there and they can see it and they can smell Mm -hmm. it. And Stu said to me the other day, I had never thought about this. He said to me, what do you think about building a smaller, less fabulous chicken coop way up at the top of the property on this hillside that we really can't do anything else with Mm -hmm. and turning the old chicken coop into a standalone studio? Genius. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea <laughs> because no matter how many times we fix this fence, it ain't working. We need to rip the whole thing down and a do over. And it's not the right spot for it anyway. But we didn't know that. We didn't know how far our gardens would go. We didn't know. It just, yeah. you you only know what you know at the time. Yeah. It's okay to just admit that was the wrong choice. Yeah. It was just the wrong choice. Or you just don't know. Like for me – um, Using my kitchen again as an example, a lot of what I uh, use is salvage. So I will have an expectation like the cute birch logs that are holding up my counter. They were cute for a while. Now they're just dirty. I thought a long time ago I would stumble upon a barn beam that would be usable instead. So that's sometimes you just got to like just go with it. Yep. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's very true. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so once all these priorities are set and we project rules, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, what comes next? Mm. Um, again, you hindsight's 2020, but looking at a project or looking forward to a project, I cannot stress enough that have a plan. Have a plan. <laughs> For the love, have the, a plan. The clearer. <laughs> You can be about exactly Mm -hmm. where you're going. The more money, the more time, the more stress you are going to save. Mm -hmm. And I will even go so far as to say I am attempting my first project that has like a budget because it's a bigger project. Doing a whole bathroom renovation when there's no plumbing, there's no toilet, there's no shower. There's like we're not. Yeah. From the ground up. From the ground up. It's our probably going to be one of our most expensive projects we've been saving for it we're going to pay cash for it but you're damn right we have a budget like this is how much money we have right now if you're painting a room even and and maybe your budget's small i mean i remember saving for a can of paint i sold Mm -hmm. a juicer on craigslist so that i could take that money and add it to my paint fund (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that i could buy some annie sloan chalk paint Right. To paint some furniture. Um, but even if your budget's $50, I've got $50 to do this room. I can get this paint. I can go to Goodwill, see if I can find some new curtains, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But again. It's more fun that way. I like the challenge. Like, of the, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is true. Um, and it does really help. With your kids, with your husband, with all, like, it does help those feelings of anger and resentment and ickiness. Like, yeah. I know there's well, like a big lot of- expectation manager then. Like, totally. Okay, now, remember that $175 toilet I wanted or whatever? Mm-hmm. That is pre, that has pre-approval. It has you know? pre-approval. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing we do not need to be doing as wives, and that's sneaking around our husbands spending money behind their back. 
Mm-hmm. That is garbage. It's no good. Um, and it's going to make you feel icky. Even if you'll feel mm-hmm. great about purchasing it in the moment, it's going to make you feel icky and it's going to breed um, just an environment of resentment, of ugliness. Yeah. Strife. Of mm-hmm. strife. And and we don't want that. Um, so setting a budget's major. Mm-hmm. How do you go about the planning process of a project? Do you do like a um, Pinterest boards used to be a thing, right? Like you used to I do don't, those. Yeah, I don't do Pinterest because um, it's just too digital for me. But I will – usually I'll sketch out like my idea for Joel. Like yeah. here's where I'm coming from. And I know you don't realize it, but like here's what I have. So like with, with the bathroom we're doing, I'm like I, I know it's buried in the garage, but I have the tub. Mm-hmm. I have the tub already. I have the window already. I have a door already. I have a sponsorship worked out with the faucet. So I've got the faucet covered. You don't have to worry about spending money on an expensive faucet. Like I'll mm-hmm. like make all this. And then what, what can you do? What's in your scope? Because he gives me a hard time. Like I have, I hold him in higher esteem than he does <laughs> as far as his abilities. I'm like a oh, babe. You can do that. I'm not a carpenter. I'm like, yes, you are. You just get the saw out. You can do it. Measure. Oh my God. You can do it. Did you ever watch I'll- Seinfeld? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember the Chinese restaurant episode where they go in and they get, they're like, we need a table. And he's like, oh, five, mm-hmm. 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. This is our constant joke because uh-huh. it ends up oh, being yeah. like, the whole episode is just them waiting to be seated yeah. at the table. Oh, yes. I re- totally remember that okay. one. <laughs> so that's I our totally joke. I totally remember is, that one. I'm like, honey, you could totally put this door in five, ten minutes. <laughs> like it's, five, ten totally minutes. Fine. Oh, he loves to put a door in. Oh, yeah. That's not It'll a, just take a hot five or ten minutes. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so I'll, I'm, I'll say, like, what, what can you do? And then, uh, okay, so if you don't know how to do this, like, how hard is it? When will you actually make the phone call? Because like, that, that's our, like, I just like like to just barrel forward. Yeah. You know, if he would get up at 530 with me and work on a project, like, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't usually get started till about 10 or whatever because mm-hmm. the mornings, mornings go. And I would just put on my blinkers and just go to town yep. on something. But that's not the, <laughs> that's not the way. Apparently, that's a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. Apparently that sucks the oxygen out of the room and (laughs) nobody wants to eat cereal for a week just so we can get it done. (laughs) Oh, why not? Just eat cereal. Come on. We got stuff to do. (laughs) Um, I think that is, I think that's a huge part of the planning though, is deciding what we, what we want and or can do ourselves Mm -hmm. and what we want to delegate. And I think if you just ask, A, do we have the time for this? Sometimes the answer is no. So yeah, sometimes it's like, you know what? Actually, the reality is Mm -hmm. you should not even think about it till seven months from now. Right. You just have to look forward. And for for our family, it is, like you said, it's the homeschool. When does homeschool start? When is planting season? Yeah. When are we going to be lambing? When are we going to be calving? Uh, you know, when maybe a family vacation holidays, that you're taking maybe family vacation. Yeah, yeah. It's really incredible. Yep. Yeah. And again, that's just kind of always battling the instant gratification. Yeah. Right. That we think we have, which is just kind of a constant struggle. I think, it's a constant everybody. struggle. Um, 
I ran into this recently with our marble because they were supposed to be here on a certain date. They didn't come because they weren't 100% sure on the template that we sent them. They wanted us to send Mm -hmm. a different type of template. And I threw Mm -hmm. kind of a big hissy fit. And uh, Stu just very calmly was like, would you rather it came when you wanted it to come, but potentially come wrong? Mm -hmm. Because we're spending a lot of money on this piece of marble. So which would you prefer? Mm Mm-hmm. And it was very calm, but it was just like, oh, you're right. Why am I such an idiot about this? Why do I have mm-hmm. such a hard time just waiting? But don't you yeah. do, do you find that when you do end up waiting, that a lot of times you change your mind? Yes. <laughs> to my shame. <laughs> oh, it makes me so mad. I'm like, what what were you thinking? Thank goodness there wasn't time to do that. Do you remember when that happened recently? Um, uh, Not specifically, right off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. I have one. Um, Okay, like I thought I wanted to bring this wall down behind me on an angle so that it would like the office would like smear into the new bathroom and it would be all real open because this is like this is our apartment. Um, now I'm like, yeah, maybe I just want to be able to close the door. <laughs> yeah. Take a bath, you know? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes when things take so long, it's not that, um, my idea to begin with was bad is that a new one mm-hmm. blooms or a better one. A so better one. we have, as I do really drives me crazy. The second store of the story of the, our weird bedroom wall has not been painted yet. Kind of makes me nuts. But then I got to thinking, oh, my goodness, that would be incredible. All bookcases. I was just going to say book. I was just going to say <gasps> that. Yeah. Like with a ladder and just stupid amounts of old books. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, then lumber went through the roof. But yeah. Uh, so sometimes it's like um, I always tell people, if you move into a new space, just hold your horses. If you want to do that whole neutralize the ugly thing, that's you have my approval. Yeah. But maybe let the space speak to you for a year. Like, because your ideas are going to just get better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember Quinn who used to run the blog Reformation Acres. I remember her talking about moving into a house and actually not putting gardens in, not super permanent perennial gardens in for a year. Because she's like, you need to see where the sun hits in the different seasons. You need to know Mm -hmm. the low spots where the water is going to accumulate. Like, if you mm-hmm. observe these things, you'll actually save yourself time and money. And I know it doesn't feel like that when you want to just yeah. bite in, but it's uh-huh. actually true. So yes, I completely agree. Six months of just neutralizing the ugly, like the amount of mm-hmm. carpeting and faux wood paneling and right. cabinets and stuff that we had to take out of our house when we moved in was astonishing. I mean, oh for a gosh, solid just burn. Yeah. Well, for a solid dump, like go to 18 the dump months, and burn. we had a pile in our driveway old windows Mm -hmm. old car just just a crap so Mm -hmm. much garbage Hmm. but um but you're right you need to be in a space to let it and and ask yourself how do we use this space how do we use this space yeah because that's going to make a huge difference in it Mm -hmm. and a lot of times if you're brand new to the house you don't really know no yeah. And sometimes the house has to decide. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of had this idea of this sort of chateau feel that I wanted to have in this house. It ain't the house for it. 
It is mm-hmm. a straight up orchard cottage. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing else it could be. It just is. Yeah. And so it has to be that. Anything else would not be the right fit for this little space. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. okay. So setting a, a budget inspiration. Um, I'm just going to say one little thing on this because I am an inspired person in the sense that I, I, that's not the right way to say that. <laughs> I take in a lot of inspiration. I have places that I like to go to draw in inspiration. I think a huge place that, that we tend to go now in this culture is Instagram. Mm-hmm. And for some oh, okay. reason, mm-hmm. Instagram to me, um, lends itself to more of an coveting inspiration mm-hmm. and less of an in, just honest inspiration, like a motivational mm-hmm. inspiration. Um, I don't know if this is true for you, but books. There's something about that timeless, like this was a photograph and it was taken 25 years ago. Not like this is somebody's living room three and a half seconds ago. There's something about that that makes me feel less drowning in my project woes and more like, look, I mean, I have design books from the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, new one, like from all the range, all the styles that I love. There's something different about sitting down with a book and saying, now I'm going to look at, you know, perfect English cottage, but I'm going to look at it for paint colors. Or this Mm -hmm. time I'm going to be looking at furniture placement in the room. Or this time I'm going to be looking at baseboards. (laughs) Like every time you go through, you can just look for something specific. Do you notice Mm -hmm. this with books versus digital? Uh, Yes, I do. For sure. I look at the same ones over and over and over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. Uh, As far as Instagram with me... My favorite feeds, the ones that nourish my designer's heart, are the ones that show old photographs yeah. or publication photographs like English Eccentric Home. Yeah. When I uh, can get caught up in like, dang it, we're not moving fast enough on anything. Like when I get frantic is when I see what other people have just done. Right. So it's a similar similar to what you're saying. As far as guarding my heart, I know which feeds are going to really just feel fuel me and give me all the feels and encourage me. You can go on, you're headed in the right way. Yeah. You know, you're but then if I see what someone else has done, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I probably don't need to look at that mm-hmm. because it's almost like not following always, but the just idea. sometimes. Yeah. Like English centric home, it's it's not it's curated photos, right? They're not her mm-hmm. photos. They're ones that she's yeah, gathered that's that what she's I mean. put They're together. Like from- publications. Right. And so you're following the projects or the different things. It's not following a person like, well, this person can accomplish this and this and this before I can even get my head on straight. So now I just feel bad. (laughs) And like, quite frankly, being on Instagram, I would feel sick if someone felt that way looking at my feed. So sometimes people will make a comment like, I can't believe how much you can get done. And I just want to say back, like, actually, it maybe feels like that to you. But if you remember, the first time I posted this was actually like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So it actually mm-hmm. took me a year and a half to get right here, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and or some people will say, like, why is that little cottage in the back done yet? I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no way. It's like, this isn't fixer upper. There's no crew. There's, There's no, no crew. <laughs> this is not a 30 minute. Yeah, this stuff takes a long ass time. It takes so <laughs> yeah. long. Yeah. It takes so long, especially we went to Lowe's the other day to get 
something. I can't remember what. And I was just walking through their bathroom aisles and I was like, oh my gosh, is this how the other half lives? Where they're just like, I'll take that toilet, that sink, that vanity, that mirror, that tiling. Boom. Done. Check out. And I'm like searching Etsy for like crusty old cloth tub. How to craze your own tile. (laughs) I know. know. (laughs) So true. We literally, when we were doing our bathroom, you guys, we had, I ordered a bathtub it arrived. It was a very beautiful bathtub. It still is. It lived in our dining room, which is the central nucleus Hub. of our house. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. walk through it to get anywhere. It sat in there for six months. I had a bathtub in my dining room. And when it was finally time for us to to do the bathroom, A, my plan did not work out at all. We had a major like two-day disaster with rock. But also we had to rent a porta potty. Oh, like we had oh, to yeah. walk up to the barn and use the porta potty for two and a half weeks while we did the bathroom. It was horrible. <laughs> so, like, that's the stuff you're not going to see. That I'm not interested in sharing that because it's mm-hmm. not pretty or inspiring. Yeah. Um, and I like to keep my dirty laundry, my dirty laundry. You know. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's talk about if you can't move forward with what you want to do. Right now. Uh, Well, I think we sort of just touched on it with inspiration. I think it's, it is important to not um, lose the vision. Mm -hmm. Like if if you had an idea, if you had something that you wanted to do to your home, to better it, to make it function better for your family, something if you're single that you just, it was going to please your soul to have this project done. And now it's in some sort of arrested development. I do think staying inspired Mm -hmm. and remembering why you set out on this crazy course to begin with is really important. Yeah. It's also a great time to get out the little white envelope and save a little more money towards, towards the next step. And that next step, when that door opens to do that next step. Why is saving cash in an envelope so bloody satisfying? I don't know. I don't know if it's just the tangible, like just the, like I've got uh, a little worker bee teenager this summer and he's got tip money. He's like, why is this so cool? Mom, will you straighten all the bills for me? <laughs> I straighten them out and I gave him an antique tin to put them in. Yeah. Um, it's so fun. I don't know. But I think too, like when things are slowed down, uh, it's a great time. Just go get it cleaned up, clean up your house, yep. get caught up on your laundry, yep. like get, do all the other things that bring you a little, uh, Mental sanity yeah. as a homemaker. Well, I think too, this is a great time to get better at the things that you're going to have to do when the project does commence. Mm. So this would be a great time to like really knock your laundry routine out of the park and just mm-hmm. get it, get that system locked in. Yeah. Or same with cooking or meal planning or even just cleaning your kitchen. Like, am I in a really good habit of just cleaning my kitchen straight away, not letting stuff sit around? Because those habits will ultimately make your project go better anyway. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Those yeah. are good things. And those are things that are going to exist. Mm-hmm. Or make some freezer meals. Make some lasagnas. Right. Throw them in the freezer. Absolutely. Make yeah. some bread. Those kinds of things. So that when it does come, you're able to do that better. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is with the project, there is a lot of waiting around. Um, Stu's, a lot of mess. Stu's dad has a really good friend named Lamar, and he always said projects take twice as long, turn out half as good, and cost twice as much. And when that's yep. actually been true, 
in my experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so when we go into a project, I'm like, A, no, it's not going to probably be as executed as well as it is in your head. B, mm-hmm. it's going to take way longer than you want. And C, it's actually going to cost you more money than you've anticipated. Yeah. Having yeah. So preparing your heart for the right expectations is really important. Super important. So I think if we were uh, summing up today to our fellow homemakers, it would be that projects can be a blessing or a curse to yourself or your family. And as with so many things we talk about on the show, it really uh, is going to stem from your heart. Yeah. And then the the bonus things like preparedness and budget and things like that. But really um, keeping your mindset right, keeping bitterness at bay and frustration at bay. Be pleasant. Be pleasant for your projects. Okay. Yep. That's that's what I would say. Yep. We need to be pleasant during the process of projecting. Mm-hmm. And um, we had talked about um, maybe talking about a habit of the week that we could develop as homemakers. So why don't we spend the next week practicing patience in the area of our projects. And uh, if you want to share with us how you're doing that over on Instagram, we would love to see your stories. So tag us at Homemaker Chic Podcast. I think that would be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. to encourage each other that way. And of course, those of you that are patrons, Mm -hmm. you can have those conversations over on the Discord server and continue that conversation amongst yourselves as well. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, what's the what's the next project that you're kind of chewing on? What are what's on the? Well, brain? I don't have any next. We have we have just the th- uh, like three that are ongoing right now, and they're just stopped. So the bathroom, I mean, the bathroom, bathroom slash laundry room, the greenhouse. And that's just like I'm literally just waiting on a guy to come and put this window in. Oh, okay, and he's just like hey, so. <laughs> uh, the greenhouse. Uh, we have about seven days of sun ahead of us outside. So I told you, I'm like the next time it rains, yeah. Let's come back to that. But in the last week, we have created uh, lots of new pasture area for the cows. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of electrical fence mm-hmm. and running back and forth to farm and fleet and that kind of stuff. And we finished the raised beds in the garden. That will be coming on YouTube very soon. So now we started this project a year ago. We have built 12 Lincoln Log style raised beds from hauling our own trees out of the forest. So that's great. They're done. Mm -hmm. It's like they're filled with dirt and compost and they're done. And um, I have planted a privet hedge where my cool wattle rustic deer fence is. That's obviously going to disintegrate over the next few years. And so I am working on encasing the garden in a hedge. So Mm -hmm. 30 privet have been planted. So that's all in the last... uh, 10 days or so. It's pretty good. Not bad. It's pretty good. Pretty good so. mountain to chew. <laughs> okay. All right, ladies. Um, well, we will meet back here on Thursday. We hope that your projects will be blessed this week because of today's episode. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Sounds wonderful. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.